Hello, welcome to our Lot in Block 5, the podcast for Gooners by Gooners. And to my left, a Vegas gambler with all the cojones that Arsenal <laughs> needs, it's Stuart Izzard. Hello, Stuart. Good evening, Matthew. Good evening, everyone. How did Vegas go? Very well, mate. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it, despite what had gone on 24 hours before we got there. Um, yeah. yeah, no, fantastic. fantastic there were pictures trip. of you um, down in the Grand Canyon drinking beer. Stellar as even, well. like Even the fact that you were hundreds of miles away from civilization in a desolate <laughs> wasteland of where nothing grows and nothing lives... You've still got a bloody bottle of Stella in your hand. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, it's definitely the way to do it. I recommend to all the listeners, if you do visit Vegas, do 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 the um, helicopter where they fly you in. You have a bit of lunch, a, a beer and whatnot. It's it's definitely the way to see it. But yeah, what fantastic, what an absolutely fantastic thing to see. Um, it yeah, is incredible, amazing, isn't it? It's like it, yeah. uh, uh, you're on a different planet or something. Yeah, it felt like something out of Star Wars. As we we just come to the brow, as you're about to drop into the canyon, and the uh, female pilot that she was chatting to us over the headphones while we were, you know, on our way there and talk. And just as we got to the top, we got some music playing, and then she just it just comes over on, on your earpiece. Welcome to the Grand Canyon, and it's just like. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life, I think. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I remember just, that. I, we flew on a plane um, and landed yeah, that's the, what I did. at the side of it. And just standing on the side of it is enough, really. Just it, was watching, it was watching all these other helicopters. Obviously, there's loads of them flying in and around there. Mm. And you're standing there and you're looking at these helicopters and they're like wasps. Yeah. You know, it's just the enormity is, oh, yeah, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, um, I think we were at $360 in profit on gambling over the five days, six days we were there. So, Good work. Yeah, we did all right. Nice. We did all right. Yeah, did all right. And to my right, a man whose collection of Rupert the Bear annuals, Arsenal programmes and coloured vinyls made him a fascinating subject for Cash in the Attic, but was turned down after he grabbed Alid Jones by the snowballs in an attempt to get him to sing Walking in the Air at his ten-year-old pitch. It's John Rubin. <laughs> Never did make that appearance on Cash in the Attic then. Hello, mate. No, <laughs> no I'm right, mate. I'll tell you what. I've got nothing interesting to say apart from, <laughs> right, I popped out yesterday. I went to a shop and I thought, I went in there. My air fresheners I bought, like, yeah, mm. Chubba Chups do air fresheners. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, like the ones, the oil ones with a straw sticking out? Yeah. Right. They're like, uh, yeah, they're an air freshener. So you just keep them. You've got to turn the straws around. I do a strawberry smell and I do a lemon and lime. Yeah. As I come into my flat after work. Just a beautiful smell of strawberries just hit me. Right. <laughs> However, so Chubba Chups, Chubba Chups do air freshener. However, the car ones, the fucking bollocks, man. I've got the old, it's Wolves. Wolves do, Wolves ice cream. They do um, uh, in-car air fresheners. You get a Zoom lolly. You get Happy Feet. And uh, I can't remember the other one. Is it the Twister? So, uh, yeah. What, it's a Twister? Yeah, Twister. Yeah. Yeah. Get a Twister lolly, man. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant 
And so, so that, I mean, that Jude's would made up by three hundred and six quid in profit in Vegas. I've been, I've been made up by fucking Chubba Chups air fresheners and, and Wall's lollies air fresheners. That tells you all you I need mean, to know about you, my fucking that, life. If that happy feet <laughs> air freshener was in a Hyundai XI thirty five, it would be like a dream come true, wouldn't it? What's that? If you were in a Hyundai XI thirty five. Yeah, no, it'd be a Zoom lolly. <laughs> Only a Zoom lolly goes in the Hyundai iX. <laughs> uh, so uh, the other one's not good enough. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I've had it. a bit of an eventful week. I, I, on Wednesday, I knocked my tooth out. Um, yeah, so I've got like a false tooth. Uh, one of my front teeth is a false one. Where I had was you trying to get? No, I tripped over on the ice as a child and, and knocked it out, and it slowly dis- sort of deteriorated until I had to have it out. Yeah. And I've got it on what's called a Maryland bridge. <laughs> if uh, Google it, it, it's quite a gruesome. Uh, it's not anything like Biffin's Bridge, is it? No, it's not like Biffin's Bridge. <laughs> 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 but it's basically stuck to two teeth. To the side, oh, right, yeah. and I was I walked through a door uh, holding my laptop up to my face and just <laughs> <laughs> door, I didn't make it through the door. Uh, the laptop hit me in the right on the tooth and knocked it out. Uh, so I've had to add that stuck back in this morning. I bet that was back. cheap, wasn't the, it? The smile is back, uh, no gaps. Uh, so um, <laughs> there you go. So um, Watford. Now I remember when Let's not. Rock was young. Yeah, sad Let's songs. Let's not do this. <laughs> the thing is, we had a lot of possession. We had a lot of chances. I mean, I think I said on the WhatsApp bit, you know, and this is fair play the way they set their stall out. But watching that first half, I'd be embarrassed to be a Watford fan the way they set their stall out. Mm. And I accept, but they're the home team. Yeah. And they basically put 11 men behind the halfway line. And, you know, as soon as we got the ball anywhere, it was basically, they was all in the box. And, yeah, all right, you, you, that's the way they wanted to play and that's the way life goes. But you look at that and you think it was fucking shocking. As soon as we scored, then they had to come out and do something. And they did, obviously, and they had a lot of good chances. And we should have... It's all fucking Ozil's fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on there, John, because I'm asking yeah, you I know. to preside over a new feature. I know, I know. I mean, but the thing is, they play to their strengths. And the thing is, there was that uh, bit... I don't know if I tweeted it to you lot uh, yesterday where their manager joined and you had Paul Merson and the big-nosed bloke from Liverpool, Phil Thompson, yeah. slagging the skeezer off, going like, he knows nothing about Premier League football. And they're fourth in the league. Maybe <laughs> we need him. Maybe we need him in our fucking, you know. Well, he's because a fantastic we've got a job at Hull, didn't he, keeping them uh, Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, we've got a manager who knows everything about Premier League football, and we're dog shit. <laughs> yeah. So, well done, Watford. You play to your strengths, and I'll let Stuart go on that, because he... They'll probably, sla- they'll probably sack him after it, so. uh, in January because they, they've had about 11 managers in two years, haven't they, Watford? Something like that, yeah. Ridiculous. But um, just to complete uh, the uh, setup, um, we've got a new feature tonight. It's called Judge John, and John will be the judge presiding over um, a footballing issue. 
And this issue we're going to talk about is Meza Ozil. Um, so look forward to that later in the show. So, Stuart, um, first half, pretty boring, really. We just didn't it seem was, to create it was, anything particularly, did we? It looked, it looked like um, a, a, almost like a training game. Uh, there was no... There, there was there was nothing in it. Uh, the thing is, we're going to talk about it, and yet we've spoke about exactly the same thing <laughs> at the start of the season. Yeah. You know, and and we'll probably say if you know if we're on next week, we'll speak about the same thing again at Everton. It's it's so predict we are so predictable, and and we've let ourselves down. Well, and yeah, you can you can point fingers at all the players and. But at the end of the day, if your team's not set up right and, and not ready away from home, this is what's going to happen. And and it's it's proved it. Apart from the Chelsea game, where I thought we deserved to win, away from home this season, yeah, Europa League without the Europa League, we've we've been we've been absolutely shocking. And we didn't even look like the Arsenal team when when Arsenal teams have gone and battered sides and. And still lost, you know. Yeah. They've sort of lost their way, but we didn't. We didn't even batter them, did we? It Not wasn't. Really. It wasn't like yeah. it was a spectacle, was it? it I mean, we you know, knocked the ball from side to side, trying to break them down. I thought there was no one on the field with any creativity in the first half. You know, there was no one no, who and I, really I wanted would... to play that final ball. You know, with any quality to Lacazette, who was trying really hard. You know, linking up the play, but just we needed someone with that killer ball. Yeah, I mean, really. I, 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 know, I think some people, well, John, may have slagged him off on on the was. I mean, probably our liveliest player was the Wobi. Yeah, but you know, kind of ineffective. I, mean, I, I get that, I get that, but at least when he had the ball, you thought something may happen. That with the rest of it, it looked so sort of mundane and. Well, what's going to happen? Nothing. Here I we think go his again. decision making's a bit off, Stu. I, I, I think sometimes when he's got the ball at his feet and he's running, he then chooses the wrong pass or he chooses maybe, to shoot. Maybe he's when still he a youngster. Pass. I know, but the thing is, though, I hate maybe it he's when taking too keep many pointers off Danny Welbeck. You know. Yeah, I mean the thing is, when people keep saying like he's only a kid, he's only a kid, he's got time to develop. We said that about Walcott. Ten years ago, nine years ago, eight years ago, we're still saying it about Walcott. Not that he's a youngster, but <laughs> he's shit. And you know, it, it, I just think that you're in the first team. You know, you you should be capable of playing at that level. I would have had one of the other kids in. Was that Ryan? Whatever his name is, Reece I would have played him. Reese Nelson. I would have had him in. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't have, would have had him well back at all. Yeah, no, he's right. too like a bit and that, that's proved it. That's well, it's weird because you could kind of see them setting up almost the same way we did against Chelsea. You know, that we had put well back in Iwobi on, and you know, it's sort of we're away from home and expecting that we're going to have to do more defending than we possibly actually did in the end. Um, yeah, you know, second, the sort of last 20 minutes aside, um, we just failed to capitalise on the fact that we had all the possession and that we just, you know, even after getting the goal, we we should have really killed the game 
um, in the yeah, well, we half. had those chances, didn't we? I mean, Ozil was the, the classic. He should have scored. And Awobi had a, a great chance, which was a great ball through from Ozil. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they were probably the standout ones in the second half, weren't they? But I'd, I'd more look at it from when they scored that penalty. I, I didn't see anything from us, apart from us sitting further and further back, yeah. inviting them on. We, we we did nothing. We did nothing from going a goal, from from leading that game to going to you know to one all. We did nothing after that. Absolutely nothing apart from almost say, "Come on then, come and get the second one. Come on, we're we're gonna we're gonna sit deeper and deeper." Um, just just you know, real. I've, I've really it's feel like as a well. Carbon copy of so many of the other games. Yeah, that, yeah, like, from it last is. Year. Where we go one nil up, Koscielny gets injured and goes off, and then we end up losing. Yeah, I just you know, it's. Uh... I really, I really feel, I really do feel for the away support this season. Um, you know, they choose to go, and it all right. It wasn't the furthest of games to travel this weekend, but I really do feel for them, and I feel for them going up to Everton at the weekend. I, you know, I. Well, that and Red Star Belgrade away, uh, you know, it's a, a long yeah. old week this week, I think. And I really do. And, I, you know, it, it. like I say, we sort of know what's happening. And don't get me wrong, I hate it. I hate when Arsenal lose. I never want to see us lose. But you sort of, you've started to expect it to happen when we play away from home. You know, we've not been great at home. There's obviously enough at home to, to see us through. The crowd obviously keeping it going. But just just really, really disappointing. And we don't seem to be learning. Well, I'm sorry, not we, but Arsene Wenger doesn't seem to be learning anything from, from all the mistakes we made at the start of the season to, to where we are now. And just, I just, just, I just think this is how just, it's going to carry on. It's the selection, isn't it? Because, again, you know, you've had... I mean... You've had a fantastic performance out of Jack Wilshere. Now, I, I honestly believe he should, could have started that game and yeah. possibly, you know, or at least come on with 20 minutes to go when there was a lack of sort of creativity going on. Um, yeah. Similarly, bringing Giroud on didn't seem to do anything but just put us back in our own box, did it? I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I would have what... started with Giroud and Lacazette and about 20, 25 minutes to go. Then I would have had Welbeck and Iwobi on to run at them with pace. You know, but I would have definitely started with Lacazette. I want to know as well, what has our record signing got to do to get 90 minutes of football at our football club? Well, it almost seems like he's got playing this I game agree. of... It's just this plain... I mean, there's no tactical reason to bring Giroud on at that point, was there? That he's just giving him minutes, isn't he? And you know, to if keep that, both if strikers that been, happy. That's all that I can see been. it as being. So, you know, the fact that Lacazette um, is probably the most likely to score in the team. Yeah. Uh, you know, to take him off when it's one all. Well, let's just, face it, Matt. Let's face it. If that... And I know Mesut Ozil should score that goal, but if that was Lacazette in that position, I, f- I think oh, that's yeah. a goal. Back of the net. That's, yeah. that's yeah, a goal. goal, definitely. That's a goal. So, you tell know, you what, there's so many midfielders in that position that we've had through the years that have been half the talented player that he's supposed to be. Yeah. He would have banged that way. 
I think oh, West yeah. Brom no, have scored. Definitely. Sorry, I think West Brom have scored. But sorry, oh, yeah. Shit. Um, so but you know, I just, got third. My bet's I totally fucked. I just think as well, you know, <laughs> Lacazette's doing a lot of a lot of stuff where he's trying to create runs and trying to give people options. In in this in this Premier League, you want him on the field when defenders are tiring. Yeah. You know, when they're not quite at their their sharpest, and you've got someone on there who's you know dead eyed Dick from Agony Wick. You you want him on the pitch then. Well, to me, just completely. Uh, you know, it, it cut off the opportunity to counter-attack completely, didn't it? In those yeah. When they were penning, pig, pegging us back, we were losing every second ball. You know, they were... You know, we never quite got out, it, at least with a bit of pace. You could have, you know, had a target to aim at. But yeah. Where was Theo? Just was Theo on the bench or was he injured? No, he was on the bench. I should have brought Theo on then. I know, it's terrible to say that we, we would turn to Theo, but... The guy was been scoring <laughs> in Europe. He's been scoring goals. So yeah. I think someone. I, I can't. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, the standard the teams we're playing in Europe isn't very high. But the teams that we've been playing in Europe have looked better than our first team. Mm. You know, as a collective sort of outfit, they've actually looked better than than what we've we've been playing. You know, in our supposed first team, it's. It's just, well, I, I don't want to go over it again and again. It's, I mean, it's I believe, the same I, old I, shit. I think that he, you know, uh, Aaron Ramsey aside, um, he picked the same team that he wanted, that, that had got that result at Chelsea, and thinking possibly giving Watford too much respect, despite the fact that they're fourth now, um, you know, you would expect to go there and get a result. And as you said, Stuart, he's learnt nothing. He's learnt nothing about um, who to select, who to substitute. It's all just the same every time, and everyone's left them dumbfounded. Why Granit Xhaka's playing so badly, or why El Neni's, you know, in and out of the side. You've got people on the bench who should be playing. You've got people. I mean, the in... thing is, we can moan about the penalty decision, right? But these things happen. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a penalty, but it happens in football. And if all Wenger wants to moan about is the fact that the ref shouldn't give the penalty, yeah, well, we know. But we shouldn't have been in that position anyway. It's just, you know, a yeah, that that gave him an easy out. That 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 yeah. That decision by that ref gave, and but we still had a chance to win the match after the fucking penalty. Yeah, yeah. Well. I, I, for me, Arsenal's going to cling to any little thing, you know. That far be it from him to to point any finger of blame at himself. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a deflection, <laughs> media deflection, isn't it? It's yeah, easy. and I did like, I did like. You shouldn't do it as a player, you know. That you shouldn't come out and talk about other teams like that straight after the game, like Troy Deeney did. But at the end of the day, he, he hit the nail on the head, didn't he? I mean, if 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 other teams can see what we're like, we can see what we're like. Why can't our fucking manager? Mm. You know that that's what I hope Arsene Wenger did see that. I'll be interested to hear if someone has. You know, sort of, he'll do a press conference only tomorrow or Wednesday, I think, Arsenal for Thursday. 
Yeah. I'd be interested to see if one of the reporters asked, you know, do you think your team have got the cojones to do it on Thursday night? Just to see if we get a reaction from him to see what, what's been said. Because I mean, you if, know what? We've, we've got Mark Overmars in there. I'd be fucking getting rid of Wenger, getting rid of Stevie Bold because he's We haven't got Overmars there, John. He's supposed to be there now, and he's supposed to be no. in the back room. No, he's not. Is he there yet? No. <laughs> it makes yeah. sound like right. he's well, in, well, the, in Stuart's house. Is he in the yeah. back room yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is he in the back room? He was <laughs> no. supposed to be signing in the, in the in management the team or whatever. But he's obviously not there, but then the Facebook and Twitter, it's all bollocks. But without him, I would fucking put Lehman in charge of that fucking team. <laughs> you know, pure and simple. Because that team need a fucking good shout in at half time. Yeah, they do. Well, we said, we spoke about it a few weeks back. That in itself, you know, you brought him in as, as part of your coaching team. He's, Is he ever not, on the bench he, even? And he's not allowed on the bench. Which and to he, me is, nah, it's mental. Absolutely mental. You know, someone that's obviously, well, like, like I say, we're going over old ground. It's, it's a fucking mess and it will stay a mess until Arsene Wenger leaves, I mean, unfortunately. it's like it's, everybody's just waiting for us to do this sort of thing every week now. And, you know, every meme, every kind of put down from other teams, every journalist has, you know, even Hector, let's look at Hector Bellerin, you know, during the game, Gets, he wasn't that bad, though, Matt. Exeter was well, probably no, one of our better players. He, he gets done for the penalty. He doesn't even protest. Doesn't nah. even protest to anyone. Nobody backs him up. Nah. Nobody protests. Even though it wasn't a penalty, he doesn't protest. If you had looked at being over at Chelsea or at United, the, both of their teams would have gone mental. Be at the ref. It doesn't necessarily change the decision, but it puts in mind you know, to referees about their next decision and the decision after that that's gone against yeah. us. And those exactly. things do matter. And the other thing was that they focused on Bellerin after the game because they knew that after Palace, he looked like completely stone-faced, couldn't give a fuck after that Palace game. And they knew that when they focused their cameras on him at the end of this game, he would look exactly the same. Because he's not the yeah. sort of player that overreacts at a loss or looks upset. He just looks like nothing has happened. Like he just is. I think he's just pissed off. Well, and he, he, I, I mean, he stoic. just doesn't he's show it. He's pissed yeah. Off of it. He, he, he just didn't look pissed off at all. He just looked like, oh well. No, but I think he's pissed off, but he's stoic, and that's the way he is. Yeah. So, but they're going to yeah. pick on him every time. Every time now, they'll pick on him for that. Because they'll, they have this, you know, everyone has this belief that the players don't care, you know, that they're too comfy, they're too um, safe in their roles, they don't have well, any they are. competition. That's the point, um, though, they are. And that, you know, I mean, half of that team should have been playing. I think are. we can all agree on that. Yeah. There's no, there's, there's, if, if there was only, if they could only show 10, no. 30% of the passion that the fans have got for the team. Yeah. It, you know, there's just none of that. There's none of that from any and of the it's players. all instructed yeah, well, we by can Vanker. come on to that in a fucking bit later, can't we? We can look at that video that Matt made us watch and say... <laughs> Matt made us watch. You know, those, <laughs> like you're in that's some sort of clockwork orange experiment. <laughs> Carry yeah, on. That's the reason why those pricks don't show any passion <laughs> when you look at that video. Yeah. Yeah. So, they don't need to. Uh-huh. No, they don't, and it, it is a shame that you know the money and 
But at the end of the day, they're on they're on high wages. I st- I still think the only way you're going to sort of get passion back into a player is performance related pay, and and that is you don't pick up half your wages. No, not even if we it's lose. not even that. Drop them. Drop them. Well, stop them being so safe. It's like the stat. Yeah, was it was it on Twitter or Facebook? Check's not fucking saved a penalty for us. No. No, I mean, you, know? you can see why on the one on Saturday. shit at penalty shaving. Well, it's, now, it, it's it easy to know why, because he d- dived shit. before he'd even fucking kicked the ball. <laughs> yeah. He was literally diving before he kicked the ball, and Deeney, you could see him just as he ran up, he's like, oh, he's already diving, I'll put it the other way. Yeah. I mean, it's too fucking easy. Too yeah. Yeah, fucking it's very, easy. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. But, you know... I made my point right at the start of the season. You know, I said this was going to happen, and it's going to happen another six, seven, eight times this season. And and unfortunately, that's the real sad part of it, that we shouldn't get used to it, but unfortunately, we've got to get used to it because nothing, nothing is going to change until something changes higher up. It, it yeah. really won't change, and and it's it's sad, and that that's where I feel for. And don't get me wrong, they choose to go, they spend their money, they want to do it. They, you know, that's. I do feel for the fans that travel away, and and they're they're having to watch that. You know, we've scored one goal away from home this season, and I, I know you've got no god given right, but we've let ourselves down. Apart from the Chelsea game, we've let ourselves down in those other three games massively. Well, this is the problem as well. I mean. A good performance against Chelsea should be the thing that kind of springboards you into, you know, in it should be it should be you should be on the rise in that situation. But we suddenly come crashing back to earth, almost within you know, like nothing had ever happened in the previous games where we had kept clean sheets. And I just you know I don't understand. I mean, it's just upsetting. It's just, it's just so upsetting. And you know, we, we're all passionate about Arsenal, and and likewise, any fan for any other club that you, if you've got a support for another team, you're all passionate. You hate seeing them lose, and it, it as I keep saying it, but as much as I sort of thought it may well happen because of how we've been. You still sit there thinking, no, we, we'll win this today. We'll win this. We, we won't be like that. We won't be like that. And yet, at 90 minutes, you're sitting there going, no, we were exactly how I thought we'd be. And you just think, well, surely at some point, somebody has got to get hold of it and sort that out. Mm. And it, it's almost like, I, I really don't think Arsene Wenger knows what to do. That That's the, the problem now. Um, and when you've got something like that, you, you're stuck. There's, nothing's going to change unless it gets to the point where he, he does go. And, and you know, we've we only know got, he's not. We're only a couple of months away now from another farcical January transfer window where well, all these players that wanted to leave in the summer or were thinking of leaving are now going to be subject to all the speculation that they'll have to be sold in January. Um, I, I, do, I do think that that is having an adverse effect on the squad. I I I think with um, players like Sanchez, Ozil, not not signing contracts, they're not going to sign contracts. I don't care what Arsene Wenger says. 
And I do believe some of it is because they don't believe in him. Yeah. You know, he, he's not going to come out and say that, and the players certainly aren't while they're there at the club. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't think they trust him anymore. Um, and, and I think it's divided the dressing room. I, you know, I, I dare bet there's a bit of backbiting going on, and it's very hard for, for him to... He's too, he's too old to, to, to deal with it now. It's, it, this is his last squad yeah. as such, you know, because if it's not this season... He's only got one more season. Um, and no, it ain't going to be this you, season, is it? No, but you, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. It's almost like most managers, they build a squad to last for maybe three seasons and then yeah. they'll start to build again. Well, you know, we're, we're two He's going to lose two of his supposed best players in January, which I think we should because I, I've, I was fed up with Sanchez the other week. Um, I'm fed up with Ozil. Um, so I think if we can get as much money as we can for them, but more so just just to get them out out the club now, just to try and re get the dressing room back together. If if there are a few myth players or or whatever, let's just try and be a collective. And to be honest, I wouldn't let Arsenal Wenger buy anyone in January. I'd just go with the mess we're in, get it through to the end of the season. Hopefully, we'll stay up. And and then put a new manager in in the summer and give him the money and the profit that we made this summer and give him that to go out and go, right, six, seven of these lot are going, Walcott's and, and your fringe Granny Xhaka can fuck off. Get, get, get them gone, <laughs> get them in, get them in, get them in with their idea of what they want. Doesn't necessarily have to be big star players if they're a decent manager. You know that they can polish turds some of these blokes, mm. and and get them in. I think Jack with might be some a money. Player under another manager. Well, well, you don't. He doesn't have much of a football brain, is what no, I can say. Just, After letting Tom cleverly run right into yeah. right to the penalty spot without following him, just yeah. shocking, just shocking well, attitude. Like it's I remember, the, I remember slagging Kante off. In the cup final, because he not that I slagged him off, because I was happy that he didn't go. Yeah. But when you watch Ramsey just bowl past him for the header from Giroud, yeah, it, it sort of reminded me of that. You know, there's this Kante standing there, player of the season or whatever he was, and and Ramsey's just walked past him and he's not bothered tracking him. And I mean, Xhaka made it look even worse, but yeah, similar sort of thing. You know, you, you you've gone lazy. You've not bothered doing your job. And and he should have picked him up. He should have picked him up. But again, all these things are down to the manager to fucking pick up on, and they should be dying for that fucking ball. Mm. They, they, you know, they they don't seem to be any of that. Yeah. And away from home, away from case, home, you need it. Simple case of should have, could have, would have, and that's that. <laughs> yes. Right then. Yeah, <laughs> so let's coming, cheer ourselves up. So coming up later, more quickfire John. Uh, but first, it, it's we find out what Tony Adams and Paul Merson got up to on international duty in Matt Reed's from Paul Merson's Autobahn. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. There was plenty of drinking to be done 
England shirt or no England shirt. When it came to international duty, before a home game, we'd always meet up at the team hotel at Burnham Beaches on a Saturday night. Graham often allowed us to have a drink in the bar. Some of those nights got very messy and I'd always get stuck into the beer. One session, a couple of days before a European Championship qualifier at Wembley, me and Tone really went for it. I went up to our room at three or four in the morning, leaving Tony with pints downstairs. I'd gone up to call my wife, and when he finally came back, I was on the phone. The room was locked, and he couldn't find his key, so he started banging on the door. Miss, let me in, he shouted. I was still on the phone to the missus, so I ignored him, and made out I was asleep. Bang, bang, bang. He kept knocking on the woodwork, but he kept blanket, I kept blanking him. The next thing I knew, Tona kicked the door in. It flew off the hinges and landed in the middle of the room. The door was followed by Tone, who was legless. We both stared at it for ages, before falling about laughing. Because neither of us had a toolkit. Well, it's not the sort of thing that you bring on international duty. We couldn't repair the damage, so somehow Tone just propped the door back up and balanced it on his hinges. The next morning, we were due to get up for training but the pair of us were still half cut. Tone got into the shower to shake his hangover off, and I stayed in bed. Then somebody knocked on the door. I had my head in the covers, and all I could hear was Tone shouting from the showers, Come in! he yelled. Come in! He was laughing his head off, probably because he knew the door was away from its hinges, and it's likely to fall down any second. I creased up too, expecting someone like Incy or Gaza to send the door flying. But when it came out from under the duvet, Graham Taylor was standing over me. Then I heard Tone again, still in the shower. Murs, who is it? He shouted. Murs, Murs. Graham looked at the broken door and looked at Tone and looked at me as Tone kept shouting. He was shaking his head. He, it was obviously obvious he had the hump. I'm not taking the blame for this, he said, and if this gets out, it's your problem, not mine. He then left. Was Brian Clough in charge of England? <laughs> your man. <laughs> Do I not like orange? <laughs> Nothing more was said. When we came back to training, the door had been miraculously fixed and nobody breathed a word of it to the press. It was <coughs> The whole thing hadn't happened. But it was like that with England in those days. And there you go. So you can kick a door down and it gets miraculously fixed if you play for England. Except if it's in your own house. Oh, well, except yeah. if it's your own house. Don't go smashing your back doors in. <laughs> no. no, definitely not. Especially yeah. not with Tony Adams in time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time for another Quickfire John. Ready, John? Here we go. Yes. Judge or jury? Judge. Ozil or De Bruyne? De Bruyne. London Pride or Stella? Stella. Roller coaster or Ferris wheel? Roller coaster. Camden or Brixton? 
Camden. Omelette or scrambled? Omelette. Oh, yeah, go on. <laughs> fast cars or loose women? Uh, uh, fast cars. Strictly or X Factor? Fucking none of it is shit. <laughs> Absolute dog shit. Uh, you've got to answer. <laughs> Strictly. Apple or Samsung? Oh, Samsung. America or New Zealand? New Zealand. I like America, but New Zealand. You like your lamb, John, don't you? <laughs> there you I, go. No, actually, to be honest, though, when I was over there last time, and I'm going there again in February, last time, just it was just lambs, like young, young lambs mm. everywhere, all laying around, and, you know, they're all like about four or five months. You don't eat lamb while you're there. I couldn't eat lamb. They're so cute and fluffy and adorable. <laughs> you know, it's never going to happen. It just shows you know? you've got a lovely soft side, John. Yeah, doesn't it? It's because he was fucking, he knew what he'd put in them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, boy, let's see how this goes. We all know uh, that um, Mesut Ozil's had his critics. He's also had uh, people raving about him, certain circles, and we wanted to set the record straight with a new feature called Judge John. All rise. Court is now in session. The Right Honourable Justice Reuben is in session. Please be seated. There now follows the case of Meza Ozil, who is accused of being not a proper Arsenal player and that he doesn't try hard enough or isn't good enough. Now, John, uh, you have the right, obviously, to shout order or day in your court. Would you want to do that now? Older, come on, sit the fuck down, <laughs> shut up. And, uh, There's no difference. Case dismissed. Stuart, you will be uh, the uh, case for the prosecution. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, would you want to take the oath now? Yeah, I will do. Do you promise that your testimony, the testimony you should give in this case before this court, should be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, God. I do. <laughs> it's not a wedding. <laughs> oh, it's not a wedding. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever, yes. So, and uh, Arnie Matthew Hutton will be uh, looking uh, looking after the case for the defence of Meza Ozil, um, which it also includes a lovely Meza Ozil quiz later on, <laughs> which might sway John. Um, <laughs> so, John, uh, well, whose case do you want to hear first? The case for the prosecution or the defence? I'll do the defence first. Right, OK, so that's me. So I promise to tell the truth. Um, so, uh, he's got a lovely house, hasn't he? <laughs> Which we saw on that uh, um, that film, sort of an MTV crib style film. He loves his mum. Uh, doesn't he? How many belts do you need? <laughs> 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 Only one, according to him. 
I've got two belts. One for me trousers, one for me jeans. That's it. He's got 40 belts and where's the one mummy's... Fair enough, he wears the one his mum sent him. Yeah. But for fuck's sake. I mean, come on, how much money must she be on? If if he's bankrolling her. And all she can buy him is a belt. I would expect at least a Nintendo Switch. uh, Or something. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um... Uh, he's got lots of lovely trainers, mainly Adidas, uh, because they're his sponsor. And he makes people take their shoes off when they go into his house and put on a pair yeah, of that... flip flops, which because I think that is really a good idea. Stuart. Oh, because Stuart was so impressed with that, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> on the football field. You know field, what, though? Um... You know the. the, the uh... Vast wall that housed these uh, trainers. It's bigger than my flat. <laughs> bigger than my flat. What about a cinema yeah, room? And you could tell. Fee- you could tell that all of them. FIFA with himself. That's they had the, never the main... been worn those trainers. Not no, a single. Of course not. You know they're probably worth but... something though, like your Rupert the Bear annuals, John. Yes. Um, true. Anyway. <laughs> You're not supposed to be interrupting my case. You're only supposed to be yeah, telling me... Um, It'll be in my summing up. So, uh, other things. He um, likes to highlight his hair, which is unusual for a modern footballer. Um, but, you know, we all remember the great days of, uh, you know... That, Chris Waddle. Chris Waddle. Uh, that, um, what was his name? With the... Sammy Nesri. <laughs> Other great players like Sami Nasri and um, that one who Gazza, played for West Ham. As well. uh, anyway, and he's he got lots of assists at one point for Arsenal, didn't he? Which was good. Um, yeah, just not anymore. And he is a German international player who seems to play brilliantly for them. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that at some point he'll probably play brilliantly for us, won't he? I think the problem with him okay, is that let's just, he's the let, great. Let's just he really is the, the greatest. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Objection, Your Honour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd just like to say I think he probably is the greatest player we've ever had, but he's not treated <laughs> like that. I mean, why isn't the team built around him? Um, it should be built, you know, to support him, not. Sanchez or Lacazette, he should be him who's the main man, um, and it should be really we focus on making his performances better by other players supporting him. You're there waffling you now. I've had enough. I can't listen to this shit anymore. My case rests, Your Honour. <laughs> right, come on, give me the case for the prosecution. I put it, I put it to you, Your Honour, that we are spending way too much money. On a very average, lazy bastard. Um, he doesn't turn up for football matches. Objection. I does. Conjecture. <laughs> I, he he turns up. He, he does, might not play very well, he, but he does he turn up. Well, okay. He turns up, but with the attitude that he cannot be bothered. Um, when when he takes to the field, if if he takes to the field, it is like playing with 10 men because he cannot be bothered. Um, yes, he might be able to string a great pr- pass every once in a while. 
yes, he he could give a good assist every once in a while, but when you want the most money ever anyone's ever been paid at our football club, you've got to be showing the world that you deserve that money. And believe you me, all those fans that go and watch this so-called fucking excellent player, they've been sold short. So I don't think there's really anything that Matt can say to defend this bloke. Well, listen he, to this. Listen he, to this, mate. He, excuse me. Sorry. You're on so you've had your chance, down. Mr. Hatton. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't mention the interior designer who's... So he's like, <laughs> he sights as a friend, even though she must have made a shit ton of money off him. He's an ambassador for Mercedes, which, in my world, that's just a pile of shit as well. The only man I know who is so fucking lazy, he doesn't have laces in his boots. He's so developed that, a laceless boot. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. That's, innovation. That's what a lazy Excuse fucker me, is. Mr. Hutton, you've had your words. <laughs> and, and what really summed it up for me is, when your favourite pair of trainers are called easy, you know that's that, that's how you want it on a football day. So, no, I, I don't think there's any real thing to answer here, Your Honour. I think you've got to find him guilty of heinous, lazy ability crimes on a match day, and he should be he should be gone from the football club. Right. I've listened to both sides. <laughs> uh, I've watched a video... <laughs> uh, of his house <laughs> uh, he's got a very nice house I'll give him that he doesn't need that massive room to sit I mean did you see the other one the um, the other side of it I'm not sure if they showed it in in the one we watched I watched this other one that lasted for about a minute and a half mm. which seemed to show the chairs in the cinema room this like cow hide effect the right. only time I saw something like that was in, like, you know, Graceland. You know what I mean? And that was the king. You know what I mean? Ozil is the he king just of plays, He just plays FIFA 18 on them, though, doesn't he? Yeah. On his own. As but he's own. not exactly watching Fellini films or, you know, it's high culture. He's looking at himself anyway, as I'm a player on now. FIFA. Sorry. Have that chat in a minute. I'll, I know, but, you know. Um, he doesn't need that man of trainers. I mean, he seriously doesn't. And what is it? He's off-white hoodies. What is he? A fucking <laughs> member of a street gang or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like the breadwinner. Yeah. <laughs> is he going to be out with like, um, what's his name from uh, Arsenal TV, giving it blood and fam every five seconds? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Dress sensibly. <laughs> Seriously, <bro. laughs> Why? Right. I mean, what even is that? I've never heard of it. Exactly. <laughs> and the other thing as well, I will say is, he goes out, this is my car, right? He forces that poor dog to jump in the fucking motor and sit underneath the glove box looking sad as fuck. <laughs> That's animal cruelty for starters. However, none of this was in the, in the case UK. for the prosecution. He's in the UK. He's driving a left-hand fucking. Yeah, right. that's it. Bang, right, guilty. You know. <laughs> there were times. Uh, let's go back. You said about the assist. De Bruyne has had thirty-two since he joined. Yeah, and he's already overtaken Ozil's assist record. So, you know, 
And the fact is, when he first joined, the whole team elevated themselves. They could see this player who was fantastic for six months. <laughs> now, well, about three, actually, but carry on. Now I just see an average player picking up a wage who he's got no understanding. You know, it, you're there showing off all these fucking clothes and this swanky fucking house and your cars that you've not even paid for. That's the whole point. But he you has know, got his Stuart own logo, earlier, though. Just bear John. with me a second. Stuart said earlier on, uh, I can't remember the phrase he used, but the reason why these people can walk around the pitch, they don't live in a fucking real world like the rest of us do. You know, <laughs> he's been given these trainers. He's been given off his clothes. <laughs> he's been the given these fucking cars. Off white clothes. You know, <laughs> your normal man in the street is paying for their fucking trainers and their off-white fucking... And what's more, he's got all those trainers, John, be, but you walk around his house in the trainers if you dare. Yeah. You've got to take <laughs> him off and put some fucking sliders on. Like I'd love some it. swimming I'd pool. Love it. I'd love to go around the Mesut's house, take his dog out in the back garden with a pair of his sliders on, wake the dog to shit, wipe <laughs> yeah, the shit exactly. on his sliders and go walking back through. <laughs> They need to have a few off-white tops, I'll tell you. Yeah. And that video to me just showed you, and this is endemic of a, probably all Premier League footballers, how privileged these people are. And they don't understand the fans who are paying a lot of money to go and watch these people. You know, years ago, when you had people who stood in the stands, who then went on to play for their respective clubs, they could appreciate it because they've had to pay that money. This modern, it is a massive fucking barrier. It, that barrier might as well be as fucking long as uh, the Grand Canyon between the people on that pitch and the people in the stands. I'm not talking about the fucking prawn sandwich brigade. I mean, the real people in the stands. They got no fucking idea, you know? As far as I'm concerned, he's guilty of being a lazy dog shit player. And a certain says, amount of talent that he abuses and he can't be fucking asked. And you know what? Fucking Glenn Elder could have scored that fucking goal yesterday. <laughs> you know? I'm not so sure about that. Um, <laughs> Glenn Elder. So what, 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 what are you sentencing him to, John? He's, you're wrong. Sentence, I sentence you to be sold to Man United. I tell you what. I tell you what. I'm going to sentence him to. Yeah, I'm going to go back 60, 70 years. Fucking the way most Germans should have been treated. Ten years fucking hard labour in Siberia. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty brutal for poor Messi. I mean, I don't <laughs> think wearing his fucking sandals out in Siberia either. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's unlikely to last the winter, I reckon. Um, I reckon he has the heating on really high in his house as well, just because he just because he can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and anyone, anyone who's got a house where the whole back of it—I think it's the back, could be the front—is glass. Yeah. He's a cop. <laughs> well, that's just fucking it. If only John you was know. on Grand Designs, it'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> 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 well there you go uh, I think that that new feature is here to stay <laughs> uh, will there be another uh, Judge John next week if you have got a case you want to put to Judge John 
to write in and tell us what you'd like Judge John to decide if you're at a... Yeah, yeah. next week it's Theo Walcott. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, dear. So, uh, I, yeah, well done, boys. And as a uh, treat uh, for you both, I've prepared a Mesut Quizzle. It's like oh. a Quizzle, but a quiz. Yeah. Uh, so um, there's ten questions I've got here, five each, about Mesut. And who wants to go first? I'll let you decide on that. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. I'll go first. But okay. yeah, go on. So question number one on the Mesut Ozil quiz: Which of these clubs has Mesut not played for? Werder Bremen, Schalke, Wolfsburg, or Real Madrid? Schalke. Incorrect. It was Wolfsburg. Oh, I've got At, no fucking idea. I would have gone to Schalke as well. At which German club did Mesut Ozil play alongside Per Mertesacker? Was it <coughs> Schalke or Werder Bremen? Werder Bremen. Correct. That's one for you, Stuart. Mesut is eligible to represent Germany and which other country? Albania, Croatia... Turkey or Bosnia Herzegovina? Turkey. Correct. In which year did Mesut join us at Arsenal? Was it 2011, 2012, 2013, or 2014? 13. Correct. And which team did Mesut Ozil make his debut against? Was it West Brom, Sunderland, Southampton, or West Ham? For us, obviously. Yes. So, say them again, sorry. West Brom, Sunderland, Southampton or West Ham? Uh, so, he signed the deadline day, didn't he? So, international break, early... Oh, I'm trying to think traditionally. Uh, we normally play West Ham fairly early. I'll go, I'll go West Ham. No, it was Sunderland. Um, I think yeah. it was an away trip to Sunderland as well. Is that the one where Thierry Henry was playing as well? No, maybe not. No, nah, um, I don't think so. So, John, uh, three to beat. Here's Zero your... out of five. I have no interest in that cock whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, which team did Mesut score his first goal against for us? Was it Napoli, Norwich, Cardiff or Swansea? Cardiff. No, it was Napoli in the Champions League qualifier. Oh, I was going to say Napoli as well. Fucking hell. No, it wouldn't have been a qualifier. No, it wasn't. Sorry, uh, group stage games. But it was a cracker, that one, I remember. I was getting really excited because it was such a good volley. I think Ramsey had crossed it to him and he volleyed it in. Shall we just get a whistle about those halcyon days then? (laughs) Yeah, that one game where I suddenly (laughs) thought we'd bought the best player in the world. Which team? Whistle did... about that halcyon day. <laughs> <Go> on, <laughs> Which team did Mesut score against in the 2014 World Cup? Was it Ghana, USA, Portugal, or Algeria? Got to be someone easy, isn't it? I would say Algeria. Correct. Yes, he scored. It was a, <laughs> a group state, a 
last 16 he scored against them at the very end of injury time, in extra time. In November 2015, Mesut broke a Premier League record for assists in consecutive games. How many matches on the trot had he provided goals for? Goals for? Four, five, six or seven? Uh, oh, I can't believe it's... I'll go six. I can't believe it's seven. Seven, wasn't it? It was seven, yes. Oh. Um, and finally, John... Uh, which club did Mesut score his first ever career hat-trick? Was it Basel, Ludogretz, Villa or Bournemouth? I'm going to go Ludogretz. Yes, it was Ludogretz. So there you go, 3-2. Yeah. You've won the Ozil prize. Great. A pair What's of sliders. Pair of, <laughs> pair of sliders. Pair of sliders. <laughs> And an, and an hour's dog walking in them. <laughs> well, and a belt from his mum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and a, With a Mesut Ozil logo on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you've got a welt mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I, I, I did have a tiebreaker. You know what, I, you? I would just like to say, I would just like to say, in my own defence, yeah. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't agree with my opinion on Ozil. And to be honest, he wasn't my most hated player for a long time in the club. But over the last few months, he's been quite poor. So I'm entitled to my opinion, as everybody else is. If you disagree, you're free to like the podcast page. Give us five stars give on reasons. <laughs> yeah, listen to the podcast, rate it, review it, subscribe to it. And like the page, and just you know, respond in kind and say the reason why Ozo is not as shit as I say he is. <laughs> what was your tie break, Matt? Right, well, for a bit of pride, John. Maybe we could go for the tie break. Just no, point. So, you know, I don't so ever go on. He's um, so in four hundred and ninety appearances in his career. How many goals has Mesut Ozil scored? Closest sixty three. Okay. Well, is this every single every game? Every single so game. International and, or just his I think club. it includes international well, as well. Well, given my answer, Stuart, you can go one or below what I've given. I've said 63. Oh, are you still there? Yeah, yeah I've just said 63. Oh, yeah, so sorry, you can go one really, sorry, it went really quiet. Like it, I You can go one over, one under. Sip. I want to try and get it exactly right, though, yeah. John. Um, oh, is it? Like fucking Google's coming out. No, I can't. I can't Google. Oh, I don't. I don't reckon he scored. Mind you, four hundred ninety games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Isn't it? Well, what did you say? John sixty-three. I said sixty-three goals. I'll go sixty-four then. It's actually ninety, which I still thought was quite low. Oh. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah right. I, thought was, I thought that's quite low, really, for the player he is. But there you go. Which tells you all you need to know about that man. <laughs> <laughs> and whereas Kevin De Bruyne, I mean, I'm going to do it. I still want to do that comparison. I mean, he's, he's what, four or five years younger? He's always 29th birthday, wasn't it, yesterday? And De Bruyne is, what, 25? You, you know what? The balls that bloke puts in. 
the passes, just everything about the Bruyne. He is. I think you said what you said. Your dad, Ozil, should be that player for us. Yeah. And the Bruyne can tackle. He might be. I don't know if he's supposed to be the attacking midfielder, the defensive midfielder, but he makes everything look easy. And apart if look, from his skin colour, which is to yeah, be okay. fair, goes up and down uh, during the game. <laughs> He goes from sort of a, 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 a white albino-like to a very rosy pink yeah. by the time he's substituted. Those players, I mean, some of those passes he's put in for them goals they've scored been absolutely unbelievable. And Ozil should have that ability. Yeah, I know. mean, you just look at the goal against Chelsea, That's... the power he hit that with. I mean, it didn't go in the, it didn't go in the corner of the goal. It went quite, you know, the keeper could have saved it if it hadn't hit, so, hit it so hard. Yeah. Um, he's got power, pace, precision. What more do you want? I know. Which is what we should have with Ozil, at least in some part, but it just doesn't materialise. Now, whether that's um, down to him, I mean, I never necessarily even saw him as a outrageously sort of skillful player. Um, he can pick a pass, just, boy. That, that's yeah. the thing. He can pick a pass. Yeah. You know, it's and that, that's, that's his thing. But I think with, with a player like Ozil, it's, it's all about, he's got to, he's got to be in the right frame of mind. And, and that's where it all arcs back to. I, I think a lot of it is, he, he just don't want to be there anymore. And he, he's he not want to feel loved. Is he one of these players who just he might well has do, to John? Feel but like I, he needs to be loved. But I do. I, I still, know. I still think a lot of it is with these big players. They were sort of, you know, sold the dream by Arsene Wenger, and Arsene Wenger hasn't fulfilled the dream. And I think they've become they disillusioned do. with him. And and that's yeah. that's well, you know, at Real Madrid he was second fiddle to Ronaldo, wasn't he? And he got a lot of assists with Ronaldo in the team. And when he came to Arsenal, he clearly was the best player we had. And I oh, think yeah, the pre- shadow of a doubt. I think the pressure got to him. You know, when you think of those big nights, Bayern Munich, penalty miss, um, in the group stages of Champions League, things like that just served go to serve that he just he, he didn't quite have the enough to be the standout best player in the team. Mm. He needed to have others around him. At Real Madrid, at Real Madrid, if he made a mistake or he didn't put the performance in, it didn't matter because they were winning. Yeah. But when as you said, when he was our standout player, the rest of the team did step up a level but he was now the big fish in the small pond, and he couldn't handle it. And well, maybe almost from the beginning, we we play Bayern Munich in the group stages. We get a penalty to go one nil up, and he misses it. Um, and you just felt at that almost at that moment the whole of the kind of the the Messiah complex that we kind of had with him just suddenly took a big dip like this isn't maybe the best player we've ever bought or or we've ever had in the side you know he is struggling for confidence even at that point and he's never really I think there was a time with Ozil didn't him and his his agent is his dad isn't it is that or was his dad wasn't wasn't that the case 
No, dear. He wasn't unsettled, was he? Like Anelka's brothers used to unsettle yeah, well, Anelka everywhere we I, went. I think him and... I've got... I'm sure it was something like that, but I, I think him and his old man had a falling out. Um, and he was his agent. And he had a bit of a, a dip and he wasn't playing because he was trying to sort all this stuff out. I mean, look it up afterwards, but sure there was something about that. And then he got all that sorted out, got his mind back on what was going on. And he, he, I think that's when he went on to have his assists and do what he was doing. And yeah. I think he's just, he's just got into that zone where his head ain't in the right zone. And, and that for me, the only thing I think with that is he just doesn't want to be at the club anymore. Um, so, you know, if, if you might, if, if you're a player that has to have, which most players do obviously have to have their mind on it, but for someone like him, he needs to be like that. Otherwise, it, it, it is just an average fucking player. So, I, I, I just can't see any way for Meza Ozil uh, to get himself back into the, to the Arsenal fans, sort of, Hearts. you know, singing. Yeah, basically, because I think he'll be gone in Jan. And if he isn't, he needs to sign a contract pretty quickly. But I don't think there's many Arsenal fans really talking about. Ozil, no, are they? If, no. if, if you spoke to anyone, it would be, is Sanchez going to stay? Well, we all know he's not. Um, so I think really, clear the decks. Like I say, I'll, I'll go back to what I said earlier. I'd clear the decks. I wouldn't spend any money. I'd get through with what we got, bring a new manager in in the summer, give him all the money and, and start again. I think we've got some decent kids. I really do. I think some of those like uh, Jeff and Reese Nelson... And uh, oh, the other kid as well. Maitland Niles. Like, yeah, Maitland Niles. Willock, Maitland you know, Niles. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're good, I think we've got the makings of, you know, I think we've got, if you think when George Graham brought through all the kids then, the Rowcastle, Davis, um, Thomas, Merson, yeah, and Thomas, all that lot, yeah, they was only 19, 20, you know, I mean, they was all young. And I think this set of kids should just be given a chance. You know, a bit like when you Fergie did with United, when he brought in that FA Youth Cup winning side with Beckham and Skulls and Giggs and all that lot. Just do it. Just bring them in. Like you said, clear the decks, get rid of some of these people or put them in for four or five games and say to the others, you've now got to yeah, improve got your game you've got and get ch- these tiny, out of your fucking place. You've got a tiny child who's taken your position. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, exactly. Effectively, you're going to sit I and see counting your like quite, 150 grand a I week, mean, or you're going to put the effort in. I'd quite happily have Willock instead of um, Granite Xhaka at the minute, because I thought the performance he put in defensively as a midfielder against um, uh, Bel. Uh, sorry, the Belgium. <laughs> Bel. What well, the not Belgrade because we're playing them next, aren't we? Yeah, against Batty Borislav. Batty Borislav. I thought he was outstanding. And I thought um, Reese Nelson has got real potential uh, to to have an impact in a forward position. In a forward position, not in the... the, the, Over Welbeck. Definitely over Welbeck. Yeah. And I just think the sooner you realise that, the better. Particularly Reese Nelson. I think he... Um, he's going to have a lot of confidence and we could have a real star on our hands. 
And the one player we need in that midfield from the existing lot, I would have is Wilshire. Would definitely yeah, have his Wilshire. Definitely. Because he's he kind of now the older start, head. He needs to his confidence building back up. But, you know, when he played in Belgrade, uh, in Minsk, he was absolutely brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah. And I just, I just loved seeing him like that because that's the Wilshire that we knew. And, you know, See, I think he's wanted. another... I think, unfortunately, he's going to be another player that goes in January. Not, yeah, not I don't so want him much. to go. No. And I think, I think that's more... It'll be not that... He doesn't want to play for Arsenal. I think that's more born out of frustration with yeah, what's lack of opportunity. At Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that but, you that know, will be his. What, to me, that that performance um, in the in the Europa League meant he should have been playing in the next game, literally. Yeah, um, yeah. But do they? But then, do they think that if if he gets rushed back for another game, is the injury is going to come back? I mean, we need to protect him. You know, and we do need to protect that guy. If, you think, other... if you think that, though, John, why on earth did fucking Arsene Wenger start Danny Welbeck knowing that he'd just been out yeah. for God knows how many... Yeah. Hasn't had a game. A, a bloke that's constantly muscle-injury-prone player. And and sure enough, fucking bang, there you go. That, that's him gone for another six weeks. Mm. It just, just beggars belief. It, like I say, I do think he's got to the point now with him that he, he, I almost think he's going a bit senile, unfortunately, because <laughs> it, it just it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense. I think he has a sense. kind of twisted logic around confidence and motivating players that really shouldn't need motivating. So, you know, Giroud, now... I, I, you know, start the guy. If you think that he can come on for 20 minutes every game, give him a start in that Watford game. Put him and Lacazette together, as John said. But just this whole kind of, oh, well, I'm trying to keep everybody happy, bollocks. It just it doesn't help us win games, does Can't it? Can't do that. You cannot do that. This is, you know, in every business, or no matter what job you're is, if you're not performing... That's it. But he, I mean, it's almost to the point now Giroud yeah. knows, well, I'm going to get 20 minutes, so I'll see what I can do in that time. But I'm sure Whereas he, he should be thinking, minutes, if I get 20 minutes, I really am going to have to score because I'm not getting any games here. And I mean, I've said to you, I don't know if I said it, I posted it, I definitely posted on Twitter, right? We've been banging on about Benzema for ages. He's got more goals for France than Benzema in about 25, 30 games less than Benzema. So I think that tells you who's actually a better forward. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I mean, I guess so. I, I, I think that there's, you know, he's made 100 goals for Arsenal. He's um, in a quite elite club in that respect and he hasn't been there that long. And, you no, know, and only two players did it quicker, Burkamp Henri. No, maybe righty, so maybe not Burkham. <laughs> Only two players did yeah. their hundred goals quicker than he has. But it's um So you know. Anyway. So we've got uh, a couple of games coming up. The the will the real Arsenal stand up when we play Red Star Belgrade away? I, I guess we will see the Reese Nelsons and the Willocks. I um, hope so, and I hope yeah, they show that team I, how to fucking play, you know. I think that's a I definite, really do. It'll be a complete 
change. Well, obviously, we've got quite a few injuries now, so some are left to play that he might have thought not. But yeah, I've the BFG I, I, injured or did he survive the whole match? No, I think he's all right. Um, yeah, I'd have the BFG in definitely. But we're even lacking in backup players now, aren't we? I think Callum yeah. Chambers is injured and we got quite a lot. So at the back will be interesting to see who plays. Yeah, we've um, got a, a tricky away trip at Everton. I know they're not doing great Everton at the minute, but we've struggled in that game plenty oh. of times, haven't we? Yeah, um, yeah. That's a that's a well. If we're going to do predictions, I'll have um, I'll have two nil Everton on Sunday, and I will go. Um, oh God! Well, Red Star oh. Red Star didn't have a great start against. Um, against the uh, Bate Barasov, did they? Nah, I, I think they I'll lost go... that game and then they've won against. No, they drew. They, oh, they drew. drew. Sorry, yeah, they drew and then did they, they beat, beat Cologne? Beat yeah. Cologne. Yes, yeah, they um, beat Cologne. So, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go. We'll shade that one two one. I'll go. We'll shade that one two one, and we'll lose to Everton two nil. John. Uh, we'll beat Red Star, I reckon, 3-1. And I think we will beat Everton 4-1. Oh, you're fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. We've only scored once away from home, John. I think, um, I mean, I, I don't expect the rot to continue in Europe because of the different team. So I'm hoping that we can maybe win... Yeah, couple that's go- why I'm confident. A couple of we, goals to nil, score. maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Everton, well, all I can hope for, to be optimistic, I guess, is one all or something like that. Um, or maybe a nil-nil. But, you know, they have been pretty bad, Everton, but I just can't see us going away from home. and no. Particularly after such a tricky... Just a nasty trip, isn't it? I mean, we're playing at eight, uh, six o'clock on Thursday again. Yeah, and then we lunchtime. Aren't how we? far kind of uh, out west, uh, out east we are, um, and then yeah, it's one thirty at Goodison. Mind you, so, they're 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 in the Europa League as well, aren't they? That's so true. if so you are if you trip? are gonna if you are gonna, I'm not sure who they've got, but. If you are going to play an, a, a team away from home, <laughs> if, if you want to sort of level it up, at least you're playing the team that's played the same evening, be yeah. at home or they, away. They I mean, have they, got they, a they tricky a one, actually. They've got uh, Leon um, at home. So, yeah. They're, they're yeah. at home. And they're, not, they're not doing but... very well, are they? They've not done very well in Europe. No. I mean, it, they they're starting to get to the crunch results, point where they? they need to win, yeah. So yeah. they might have to play a better team if they're interested in winning that. Yeah. Particularly Leon are a decent side, aren't they? Even without Lacazette, they're, they're still a decent side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so at least it levels it. If we've got someone like a, I don't know, you know, a, a, a Swansea away or, you know, where, where they haven't got anything to play all week and they're getting yeah. ready for it, they're, they're going to be a little bit you know, uh, at the races, whereas Everton, I mean, don't get me wrong, Everton will still beat us, but let, let's let's just hope there's a bit of a, 
a few tired legs for Everton, and and we can try and get something. But I will stick with two nil Everton. I mean, we do need to get something out of this game because Everton aren't great, and you know there needs to be a, a, a we need we need the points desperately now, don't we? Yeah. Even this early, yeah. we need to start accumulating some points from these away games. Um, Let's just write the season off and start a game. <laughs> well, the thing is, John, you say that. I was going to say that earlier. We're only eight games in to a season. So there's 30, 30 more league games. And yet, I've, I've, I've sort of given up with it. I mean, <laughs> no. we, know, we know what's going to happen, don't we? That's the thing. Yeah, Every not, time. Not you have that... a few decent results, you start to get your hopes up, and then, bang... You're winning one nil, bang! You lose a game. So right. Charlie's almost... sorry, Charlie's just walked through and he's just mouthing Wenger out, Wenger out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I just think you know, hopefully there'll be something to cheer at the end of the season. It might be Europa League, it might be a, another FA Cup, or who knows. But you know, from a league point of view, you're looking at Man City, and and in a way, the way Man City are playing. You know, it might crumble, but I really can't see that this season. You know, I can only see one winner of the Premier League. So, in a way, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. We're not competing. It's just the fact you've got another 30 games knowing that you're not going to compete. If you get down, if it was the other way round and we've competed for 30 and we drift away with the last eight, you sort of go with that. That's, that's, but but to be this early in the season. Yeah, it's yeah. it's quite it's quite it's quite hard to sort of think. Oh, here we go. Let's drag ourselves up there for this one. And, and it really yeah, is just... the lack of goals in the Premier League as well. I mean, we, as you said, we haven't given anyone a good hiding for a long time, and you just don't know where those goals are going to come from. Maybe it's Wilshere and Theo Walcott if it becomes <laughs> that desperate, because. You know, you can't deny that they've played well together in the in the, the Europa League and maybe it's time to give them a try in the Premier League. Yeah, but then we, we again, this is what sort of, we, we can see that. And, and I'm not Theo's biggest fan, as, as everyone knows, or we've all slated him, but um, Arsene Wenger doesn't seem to know when to play no, players, he does he? No, he doesn't. He just does it we, like by numbers, doesn't he? It's yeah, almost... but th- that you know, for the man, the man who's earning the money he's earning, he should know. He 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 should know when players, and it is like he's just bumbling along, bumbling along, collecting a wage, collecting a wage, bumbling along, and and that's just the way Arsenal seem to me. And unfortunately, I don't know whether it's like after the international break. I, I mean, I I, I can't think of last season but what what happened after the international breaks but it always seems to just take us back to square one a bit like we're not enough of a team we're not enough we don't have enough team spirit to pick well, this up and run with this it time, as soon as we get back into this situation like everyone plays well for their national sides Giroud got another goal didn't he and for France and yeah um you know, it won't be put thingy through, didn't he? Nigeria. Yeah, so you kind of like you're coming back, and it's almost like back to 
Uh, back to the shit. Yeah, like back to a kind of team with no spirit and no determination to win. Well, I had a, a um, thing, just, just so you know where we were this time last season, yeah. I had a memory I could have shared today. It was this, this time last season that I took my mum to her first Arsenal game. Oh, yeah. And we beat Swansea. And um, I put something as a comment. Um, oh, is it is it just us or every is every team? My mum asked, "Is is everybody joint top or is it just us or and someone else?" Something stupid. But we were joint top this time last season. So it just shows you we're now what nine nine points behind Man City. Hello. Nine behind Man City. You know, and and the way they're playing, you know. So you're talking about them losing three games. I I doubt they'll lose three between now and the end of the season. Mm. Let alone us going unbeaten. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, it, it's quite that. That's quite sad for me. The fact we're not competing. You know, it, it, at least if we got to to sort of end of March early April, and then we dropped away. But the fact it's done in, well, middle of October, it's quite quite sad, I think. For a, for a club like ours, I, I think it's quite sad. Um, so, there we go, really. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I know it's, it's a bit of a downer, really. I want to try and end on a high note. OK, um, what shall we sing? <laughs> 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 oh dear. Well, I mean, I guess. Is John the... slapping his cock? Are you slapping your cock, John? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear a slapping. John slap... went in so quiet. <laughs> slap, slap, slapping. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope there's no off white. Uh... <laughs> there will be. Oh, but dear. on that note, no, boys. This is, um, this is all a bit. I think we've. It's all a bit dismal, this. We've we've had great fun tonight with um, Judge John and uh, 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 Quickfire John. Anything with John in the title, we're yeah. done with. Um, interesting to know that John would go for an omelette rather than scrambled eggs. That's uh... <laughs> no. To be honest, I had you down for scrambled. I prefer poached eggs more than anything. It's poached eggs I like more than anything. Yeah, but they're a pain in the arse to make, aren't they? <laughs> no, they are. But in restaurants, they're not. And in hotels, they're doing really well. But, yeah. 45 seconds say, in it in a cup. 45 seconds in a cup, isn't it? Oh, that's all bollocks. <laughs> yeah. I had them when I was in America. Yeah. And I had... Yeah. I had um, it was like... They call them... What do they call it? We call it a, a muffin. Like the... The bread thing, yeah. but they call it a biscuit. Yes, or, no, that's yeah. a whole different game. It's a more biscuit, of a scone, isn't it? It's yeah, a biscuit. Shit. Biscuit to them is a scone for us. Yeah. Um, okay. Like and cheese biscuits and all that. Well, anyway, so I had this breakfast. It was called a yin yang, and basically you had um, one of them muffin sort of bases then it adds yeah. a piece of ham you know like we'd yeah. have in the bacon sort of like yeah. Bacon muffin. Chop. yeah yeah one of them and then a poached egg and that had the hollandaise with paprika no, on the top hold on hold on 
And then on the other one, you had the mu- mu- the muffin bit at the bottom. Then you had like a sort of like a, a, a s- sausage burger, if you like, a pork flatted patty thing. Yeah. Like you'd have a sausage McMuffin with another poached egg. you just in McDonald's? <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely pissed one, out of his face. No, no, no. He's in a high-class restaurant. This, this was breakfast. And then and then on top of that one, you had their, like, white gravy stuff. I'd say yes. gravy, that yeah, absolute like, dog shit stuff. It's like yeah, no, honey, it was nice. It? it was nice. Oh, nice that was breakfast. Yeah, no, that was all right. I didn't mind that. No, so but the poached eggs been, were lovely. You've been in McDonald's, right, yeah, and you've been drunk on Stella, <laughs> and, <laughs> the chef, and the chef has wanked all over. <laughs> all over. Fucking, yeah. yeah, and said, that one's... Bernays sauce and that one's country gravy. Yeah, and then got yeah. and then got spotty Sally over and squeezed a few onto me on yeah. a day's one. I always yeah. find it odd that Americans call like a, a white creamy sauce gravy. That they call well, they call what we would call gravy juice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, beef juice. But I did. I went to. Um, Talking of American things, I went with my mum and dad to TGI Fridays. Um, Excellent. And what what I can say is, don't go to TGI Fridays on a Saturday, because it ain't TGI Saturday at that place, I tell you what. We sat, <laughs> we sat down, we ordered our food. And How many our, times did I sing happy birthday to someone? Only, <laughs> only once, I could hear. Oh, thank fuck for that. Um, and they can't sing happy birthday because it's copyright, <laughs> isn't it? So they have to because make their what? own. Well, because officially it's copyrighted, so you yeah, they play. kind of all come out and everyone comes out going happy, happy, happy birthday, birthday, happy, yeah, shit like that. Because so they don't have to pay PRS because officially they do that happy birthday thing. And everyone cringes, and the person whose birthday is is just gone under the table, crawled out the fucking restaurant because <laughs> he's so embarrassed. Anyway, so uh, I, our <laughs> server Ryan at TGI Fridays on uh, Pearly Way Croydon was an absolute twat, and <laughs> um, he got everything wrong. The food came out an hour late, and oh, my I'm burger, which, which was called um, Gravy Seal, <laughs> Navy seal. Okay. So it was a burger with like chicken and um shrimp on it and you and a bit of gravy that you can pour over it. Oh. Which doesn't work at all. No, um, don't say I'm like that. But my food was stone cold. My dad's had a steak and chips, he didn't have any chips, he had a salad instead. <laughs> my mum had like a, a pasta and she said she wanted prawns with it and it came with chicken. So everything Please was tell me cold. you sent all this shit back. Right, so I was worried about sending my burger back, so I just sent my fries back. But those fries and that all the food came back in about three minutes, all perfectly fine. It's all been microwaved. Um, well, not my. I mean, it's all been redone, but it just shows you what they can do if they buck their fucking ideas up. And yeah. uh, they took 40% off the whole bill, which was yeah. okay, but it took us a lot of shouting. And the, yeah. other thing, and the other thing was that nobody was getting any cutlery. So the table next to us didn't have any cutlery. And for ages, they all got their food sitting in front of them. And they kept saying, where's our cutlery? Where's our cutlery? And about 15 minutes later, their cutlery's come. They're all trying to eat it with their hands in the end. 
And, and so, listeners, listeners, if you've had bad experiences in any of these kind of fast food establishments, please let us know, and we will cunt them off. <laughs> well, I'm cunting TGI Fridays off because it was absolutely atrocious, horrible. If anybody people, else has had a bad, bad food. experience in TGI Fridays in Pearly Way, Southie, <laughs> please write in. Please let us know. <laughs> And we will name and shame your waiter or waitress. <laughs> we are quite and, happy to do that. And you've got to remember how scary I looked, because I was being relatively quiet, but I had my front tooth missing, which yeah, made me look exactly. particularly sinister. They probably um, thought what the words turned up. And what you do is, as you're sending your food back, <laughs> as you're sending your food back, you say, I want your name. This is going to go out worldwide over our lot in Block 5 podcast. (laughs) You don't buck your ideas up. They've already been... They've already had worldwide (laughs) infamy for the fucking Costa situation. (laughs) So we can make a difference, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though, talking of fast food, yeah? Yeah. I have to go (laughs) at one of these double-down scenarios. In fact, I could eat one live on air next week. (laughs) (laughs) What? <laughs> double down what? KFC double downs. It's not a bun. It's just two fucking burgers with bacon and cheese in the middle. What isn't going to be bad about a fucking KFC? So double... it's just so two no of chicken. It's just two strips of chicken. Yeah. With cheese and bacon in the middle. In the middle. That is going to be. The best thing in the world. Well, you're going to have to get sandwich. one next week, John, aren't you? I might have to stick it in a sandwich or something, <laughs> but that's be the, best, the best thing in the world. Your bun is chicken. Come on. <laughs> good for the Atkins. The only thing I've seen as good as that was, there's a guy I follow on one of these Facebook groups, uh, and it's a pork chop sandwich where the actual chops are the bread. <laughs> and there's that the stuff the potatoes and shit in between it <laughs> come on start substituting bread for meat for meat yeah. make photos send it in oh, All right. send it in tweet us with meat product bread replacement shit just yeah. uh, hashtag meat not bread uh... yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do one at the weekend, John. I'll send you a picture on the WhatsApp. I'll do uh, something. Also stick it on for the uh, podcast page or the Twitter. Let yeah. the fans appreciate it. See, I'm I'm starting to think now, breakfast sausage sandwich with bacon in the middle, but yeah. no bread. It's, I'd it's... happily I'd happily go to McDonald's and get eight double sausage and egg McMuffins, just chuck my fucking muffins away. Probably the eggs as well. <laughs> just have, <laughs> and just have a double sausage sausage breakfast. Sausage. Yeah. Double, double sausage. <laughs> it'll be eight, eight sausage patties with cheese. <laughs> Are you getting enough protein in your diet, John? Or something? <laughs> yeah. But it is the best thing in the world. Come on, the double sausage and egg McMuffin. You can forget the egg. The egg's have always you, a bit. Have you seen the, just changing the subject slightly, have you seen the Yorkshire pudding wraps they're doing? Yes. yes yeah, they look all right, don't they? All the, but I've not found one yet. But I've had one in the pub. Aldi's do it. Yeah. But I've had it in the pub. 
I had one in the pub where I was, I can't remember what it was, and it was, uh, did I have it with pork? It kind of stole yeah, my idea. It was itself uh, quite easily. But... Years ago, when I was at work, I used to regularly work too hard and miss lunch, and then I'd be in that funny state, sort of three or four o'clock in the afternoon, where if I had lunch, it was hard to find somewhere to serve you lunch in those days, but also... You know, you're kind of thinking, oh, I might as well have some dinner if it's that late. So <laughs> I, I, I created, like, like you have breakfast and lunch brunch, my yeah. idea was Lunners, a restaurant that sold, like, full meals on a plate that was made of bread. So you could either fold the bread into a sort of calzone of <laughs> roast beef and Yorkshire pudding, or you could just eat, eat the the dinner and the bread off the plate. Um, and I feel like that. that Yorkshire, the, the Yorkshire pudding wrap thing is almost stealing my idea. Well, so they've, you maybe. Know, there you, you go. go for well I mean, my favourite sandwich when I was a kid was a Yorkshire pudding sandwich. <laughs> because, <laughs> because what you did was you made the gravy... You make the gravy from the meat juices. Preferably it's like beef. a pancake sandwich. Yeah. Well, it's nice. Yorkshire pudding. It's a proper Yorkshire pudding. When like people used to do them in like big square or rectangle tin. Yeah. Proper. Yeah. Not these fucking silly little round bollock things. <laughs> what you need is is one of those. Right. Yeah. So the gravy soaks. You just let it go cold. Right. You just put that to one side. You get on with the rest of your dinner, and then a little bit later on. Two slices of bread, a big rectangle of gravy-soaked Yorkshire pudding, pepper, salt. Surely that would be the perfect opportunity to have two slices of roast beef as the bread. Yeah, either side of the Yorkshire. Exactly, exactly. But we would have eaten all the beef. However, if I could have got away with it, that would have been a bit. <laughs> oh John, I love you so much. I don't know what I'm doing with my dinner. Yeah. On Sunday. I'm just gonna get a joint of beef, cut it in half, and put a big Yorkshire pudding in between it. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a good my hot beef curry roast turkey scenario. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna piss myself if we go into that. Just buy a chicken, roast it, and then stick it in the beef, hot beef, Marks and Spencer's curry over yeah, the top of it. It was the best thing. You'd buy one of those like chicken joints or beef, whatever. It didn't really matter what joint it was. Preferably um, the chicken breast with stuffing. Or the roast turkey one with stuffing. Never tried it with the gammon. I'd have to give the gammon a go. But one of those ones from Iceland, turkey, whatever, the frozen ones, you cook it up. Then for the last 45 minutes, a tin of Marks and Spencer's, that's Marks and Spencer's hot beef curry because it is by far the best. And it does exactly what it says in the tin. <laughs> I have to stick it in the oven for the hot, last half hour, 45 minutes. Hot beef curry. Hot beef curry. <laughs> <laughs> hot beef curry. God, I'm now advertising for Marks and Spencers, and I think if their if their hot beef curry sales go up <laughs> in the next few days, they deserve to send me a fucking free case of hot beef curry and two frozen chicken breast joints. Which is probably about sixty-five well pounds. 
It's about <laughs> three pound a tin, actually. And they deserve, and, and they then should be sending me some Yorkshire pudding batter mix <laughs> and two beef joints. And the delivery man on the way nips to, Mark, nips to McDonald's and, <laughs> and orders, actually orders four double sausage and egg McMuffins <laughs> without the packing of the egg. <laughs> <laughs> John, John, you couldn't give Kylie Minogue a shout out for us. <laughs> and Danny, come on, yeah. Kylie. Oh, that's a sandwich, isn't it? Me in between them two. <laughs> it's a double eight sandwich. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Lost it now. <laughs> Not that now. <laughs> See you later. Like the page, subscribe to it, rate it. Yeah. We'll be it. back next As week. Living tears. Come on, you goons. Come on, you goons. <laughs> oh, dear. That was fun. That was fun. I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, I think a little bit of wee came out. Oh dear. Yeah, that was fun. Oh god. Next time I get a chance to go to Max for breakfast, I might actually go up and say I want two double sausage egg muffins without the muffin or the egg. That's and just it. just have and go get a picture. I'm gonna get meat meat based sandwich pictures. Oh, if only if only the football was any good. Oh. I'll I tell you what, top of the league, if, if we was top of the league and all this stuff, we'd have the greatest podcast in the world. Well, we have got the greatest podcast in the world, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking. Yeah, seriously, man, meat-based sandwich products. Yeah. Got to be done. Because yeah, that was sure a super could... world and it was a guy called Tony, and he just, he's two pork chops. It's the fucking bread. And I thought, genius. Absolutely <laughs> genius. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing as well is and it's a really good thing to use if you want to try and use it as stuffing and it would go well because it's brilliant is Linda McCartney's red onion and rosemary sausages obviously they're vegetarian but it does taste just like stuffing so you can basically have it looks like you could have a sausage sandwich with two pork chops as the bread it just looks like it's not it's a vegetarian sausage but it tastes fucking beautiful Give that a go. That's got to be done, I reckon. I could be doing that this weekend. <laughs> I could be doing that. It's like a dream. Yeah. It's going to be two gammon slices. Well, just imagine, like, John at night sleeping and these dreams he has. <laughs> combining different foods. Or I reckon egg McMuffins are going to get a good idea in this, this week. We're taking <laughs> any... Um, There'll be John's... Any kind egg... of nutritional value out of food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wake yeah. up all covered in horseradish. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, oh, I'm going to call it a night. It's been it's fun. So oh, it's been hilarious. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, oh, right. right. Catch you later. Take it easy, boys. Cheers, boys. Love you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Quartin session. Wait a minute, Mr. Quartin session. Order. My name is George Roughneck, and I will not tolerate any disobedience in my courtroom. Rude boy, you have been brought in front of me and charged with smashing this woman's window. Before I sentence you, what have you got to say in your defense? Santa? Take him away! 